Miracy. Hi, I'm Ian Brody, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called the Course Builders Hub, which is where people who want to build online courses come to share their ideas, share their experience, and listen to other course builders talk about how they built their successful online course. I had never considered myself an entrepreneur. No one I'd gone to school with or college with was had set up their own business or any of their family had ever set up their own business. They were all, you know, kind of their dads and mums were miners or nurses or maybe a shopkeeper or worked in a factory, all that kind of stuff, or they were teachers. It just wasn't in any of my experience base. And then when, you know, all the people I was working with were either consultants working for big companies or people who worked for big companies. I just had no experience of people running their own business. They were just a different set of people with different ideas, a kind of a different breed almost. But things began to change a little bit, I think, in the noughties, as it were. So, you know, in the 90s and, and early noughties, there wasn't really the, the internet as it is now. You didn't get to experience people who were doing different things. It was just the experience you saw on the TV, read in books, and, and the people you met who were largely the same as you. But I just started meeting different sorts of people, seeing different people online, went out to some kind of networking events that weren't for big businesses, weren't part of my firm, and met all sorts of amazing people doing incredibly different things. And it turned out they were perfectly ordinary people. I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean, they were just like me. They weren't a special breed, these entrepreneurs. They were just people who'd gone off and done their own thing. And I began to think, you know what, I could do this. I could actually do this. That was what led me to set up my own business. I still don't call myself an entrepreneur. I can't bring myself to use the word for me, an entrepreneur is someone different, but I can call myself a business owner. So online was really a kind of revelation for me. And it had started in my previous life where I'd got a phone call from a friend of mine called Noel. And Noel was a magician from London. And he said, Ian, go on to Google and type the word magician. So I did. And he was number one in Google. And I was like, well, what's going on here? I mean, Noel is a good magician, but he's probably not the best in the world. But somehow he had got to number one in Google. Um, and we continued the conversation. And he told me that he was getting probably about 90% of his customers, his clients, from the internet. And for a professional magician who does you know, parties and weddings and stuff like that, that, that was unheard of before. I knew the business and I knew it was all done by referrals previously. So something had changed. And I thought, well, if a magician can get lots of business through the internet, maybe a consultant can, maybe a trainer can. So I decided that I would focus more and more on getting a stronger online presence and building that up. And so I started blogging. I started eventually after a friend of mine nudged me collecting email addresses and writing a regular email newsletter. And really everything just took off from there. Having seen other people begin to do interesting things, I guess, you know, the dot-com boom, I'd seen some of that as well. And people starting their own business who weren't moguls or, or whoever the people who run big businesses are. They were just normal people. And I really wanted to travel less. I wanted to have more autonomy. And I thought, let's just do it. And the final trigger was my wife saying to me, if you don't do this, I'm going to kick you out because you're driving me mad. Now, hopefully she didn't mean that. But really, I got a lot of support from my wife who said, look, you, we want to do this. You've got the bit between your teeth. Just do it and we'll make the best of it. We'll see how it goes.
Making it to me is all about how you are at this point in time. It's all about, are you enjoying life? Do you feel you're learning and growing and contributing? Of course, there's a bit of, you know, do you have enough money? Is your business going well? But I think if you've got those things and if things are improving for you and you're having a great time, I don't really focus on a big end goal. It's more about, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying life. I'd like to I'd like to continue and grow and keep this kind of thing going. That's great. I feel as if I'm making it. You know, if those things aren't happening, if I was constantly arguing with my wife and family, if I felt like I was struggling to make ends meet, if I wasn't enjoying the work, then I guess I would feel like I wasn't making it. Thankfully, those aren't the case. And of course, your priorities change as you, you go through life. I'm a little bit older now. You're beginning to think, you know what? I might want to ease off and work a little bit less. I might want to think about how I can help the kids out, get them established in their lives or business. But it's really more about just a feeling on an ongoing basis for me. Magic is a big hobby of mine. I have always been involved with it. I used to go to a magic club and they used to have a competition every year. And one of the weird things I noticed was every year they'd have a competition and they'd have a winner, second place, third place, and then some people who were not all that good. And then the next year, they'd come back and many of the same people would compete. And what I found out was very often the people who would succeed the next year weren't the people who finished second or third. It was the people who finished near the bottom who really weren't very good. It improved a tremendous amount. And I eventually figured out the reason was that the people who were kind of near the top all the time but never quite made it, they would sit at home practicing by themselves and they didn't want to show their magic until they'd perfected it. The people who would finish near the bottom Obviously, they'd gone out and performed for people when they weren't very good, and they kept going out and performing when they weren't very good, and they got better faster and faster because it was that live performance that made them better. So their kind of bravery in going out when they weren't fully ready actually led to much, much faster improvements. So the next year, they were by far the best folks. And I think it's the same in business. I've often thought, well, I'll just make this a little bit better, and that website could just be a little bit better here and a bit better there. And it's taken a week, another week, another week, and finally I've got it out there. And then the minute you get it out there, you find out, oh, that was completely wrong. I should have done that instead, etc. So you only ever really perfect things by showing them to other people, by asking people to buy things, by offering things, by sharing things and getting feedback on it. And I think I and a lot of people, I think, spend too much time in private trying to perfect things when we should be out doing a minimum viable product or 80-20 and showing things much, much earlier and getting real feedback on them if we want to improve them. I think you're probably able to take more risks very early on in life before you've got any commitments or later on in life where the commitments are beginning to kind of lessen because you're paying them off. So the number of people who are entrepreneurs, who become entrepreneurs late in life, I think is increasing significantly. And we are kind of making a splash. And we've got quite a few advantages, both in terms of experience, both in terms of the ability to take a few risks, and in terms of the ability for us to connect with an older generation. Because if you think about it, the people with money who will pay the most for help and advice or whatever it is you want to sell them are older people as well, usually. So, you know, the fact you have a natural connection with them because you're older really works to your advantage. When it comes to the question of, you know, have you made it? I really struggle with that question because it has never crossed my mind to think, have I made it or am I making it or anything like that? 
I always see things much more as a journey than a destination. And I am very aware of the literally thousands of really successful people, sports people, business people, huge achievers who've had this one big goal and they've achieved this big goal. And then their life has almost fallen apart. They've become depressed. They've not known what to do because they haven't had this big goal. But for me, life has never been about kind of one goal and trying to make it by achieving that big goal. It's more about making it is better than I think having made it because making it maybe is about, are you enjoying life? Are you having fun? Are you learning things? Do you feel you're contributing? And is that growing year on year? So really for me, it's just about almost how you feel on a day-by-day, week-by-week, year-by-year basis. And if you feel both good and getting better, then I think that's making it. I'm Ian Brody, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at www.coursebuildershub.com. Making It is part of the Miracy FM network, which also includes Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was assembled by Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb produced the episode. Danny Bermant is our associate producer, and Danny Innie is our executive producer. So you don't miss the great episodes that are coming up on Making It. Go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you liked the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.